This is the murderer you know. Okay. How about now? Now. Now. No, 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 no. Now, 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 now. I think you sound good. Now, 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 now. You sound really good. I think she's recording us. Maybe not. Oh, I was just doing it for yeah. practice. We were supposed to be doing our super professional, well-written and rehearsed intro all this time. Or what? We have Those one? are the notes from my mom. Oh. Yes. I didn't know we had one of those. I'm not really about like super professional and well-rehearsed. I mean, <laughs> I have to do that 50 hours a week. So like on the downtime, I don't have that. I'm really not. I'm not why up for is, it. Why is your face black? Do you not have a camera? No, I guess I do on this laptop. Hold on. <laughs> oh, there Hello, you are. Bitch. Hey there. I'm like a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's. Oh, look, bitch. Now it's now it's a party. I like being able to see us better. I will agree on that front. Happy New Year. I haven't Woo. talked to you yet, lawyerina. Yeah, girl can't believe it what have you been up to I can't believe it's already been like <laughs> I mean when's the years? last time when's the last time I recorded three weeks like a, two months ago no 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 end of Christmas right before Christmas okay yeah I don't know I just I'm so busy so mm -hmm. busy hey crime never sleeps man yeah my new jurisdiction is a little more crime intensive than my last That's to say the least. it's all good it's a good jurisdiction but there is a lot of work so I just have a much bigger caseload it's been a juggling act for sure I can't even imagine but good to be back talking about well, my favorite thing crime crime <laughs> I think I mean I think you picked a good week I don't know what's the vibes I don't know if you're if you're caught up are you caught up no girl well, absolutely not. We spent the last two weeks talking about a crime and I feel like, I feel like you pop quiz. Pop quiz. Did your parents tell you not to stop at night while driving? If a cop pulled you over. Correct. Dark, to back. only call, to only call 911 and confirm yes. that the person yes. behind you was a cop. Correct. Yes. Every day, several times a day. Sometimes there... they write me letters about it. <laughs> Is there a particular road that you were especially fearful of driving on at night? So y'all covered the Parkway murders is what you're telling me. Yes. Oh, wait. <laughs> I thought you'd be able to guess. Yes, yes. A staple and, of childhood. Yes, and, yes. Mm -hmm. And since there was never a trial, we didn't need any lawyerly insights since no one oh, was Oh, true. Ever... No one ever got caught. Oh, I forgot. I always, mm. you know how I keep telling y'all that I block out st horrible story. I block Very out like the worst, the worst part. I blocked out the fact that no one ever got caught for that. <laughs> a lot of people were suspects. A lot of theories, a lot of suspects. We talked about a couple of them. <laughs> so now are we staying on that same situation are we moving on no we decided to just give all the rest of it in one long episode last week so we're not still mm. talking about that well thank goodness but sort of in the spirit of kind of hefty do 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 
big cases. I thought we'd kind of keep the new year rolling with something in that vein. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. (laughs) Spring it on me. Spring it on me. (laughs) My nerves ain't so good. (laughs) Tell me what it is. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Ah! (laughs) Okay. All right. I need a snack. (laughs) Comfort snack. Okay. Get your snack. This time I actually thought instead of, I thought we would start with the assailant. Okay. Cause we haven't done that lately. Yeah. I was about to say throw back to the early days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So does he have a, does he have a blog? Is that how you know about it? <laughs> that no, <laughs> that's not how I know bummer, about bummer. him. We're going to kind of start where a lot of our stories kind of start with this deeply troubled person. Okay. So he's struggling. He got some stuff going on. Okay. Yeah. Just throughout the course of his life. And I mean, like so many of these stories, I don't understand how things ended up where they did, but that's sort of, I guess what I don't know. Society needs to think about why does this keep happening? You know, how do we stop the cycle? Yes. Mm, Girl. To get into the story, on October 15th, 1978, the the subject of this part of our story, at least, was born. His mom was 19 and his dad was 22, and they divorced later when he was a teenager. His mom remarried when he was 20, and he actually later took his stepfather's last name. Throughout his life, he was described as a quiet and reserved person Co-workers often described him as introverted and nice, although some also did say he was weird, snarky, would not make eye contact, and one person even described him as a jerk. So Mixed, mixed feelings then, huh? Mixed reviews. Okay. Th- all right. Th- well, everybody's got bad and good days. Okay. Yeah, I think all of us could, could be described as jerks by... <laughs> At least snarky, one person in our, in our acquaintanceship. Not yep. me, girl. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got layers like an onion. Okay. Like Ooh. Shrek. Just want to say don't thanks for, <laughs> thanks for picking that up. I'm glad. You're welcome. You're welcome. His family described him as reserved, organized, and immaculately neat. Apparently, he really kept his home and his office space at work just so organized and clean. You could eat off the floor, that kind of vibe. It was just perfection. More layers, more layers. They also stated he was humble about his accomplishments. He wasn't really a big drinker and he never was known to use drugs. He was also never formally diagnosed with any mental health related difficulties. In 1996, He graduated high school. As a young man, he started collecting swords. He was super into that. And later he really took up an interest in guns as well. See, I don't mean to be judgmental, but I'm not here for the weaponry collection. Yeah. I just, and maybe it's fine, but it feels like oftentimes it's just not. Well, I think there are probably lots of people who collect Swords, knives, guns, nutcrackers who never, you know, do <laughs> Okay, anything. it's getting personal. <laughs> nutcrackers. What's going on over there? Y'all got y'all got some new collections going on in addition to the nutcrackers? Something we need to talk about? She you know, some hunters and records in front of literally a wall of nutcrackers. <laughs> no, I'm just saying I think some people like to collect things 
knives can be beautiful, beautifully made. Guns can have beautiful parts. I just feel like every guy that I knew in high school had like a fucking ninja sword hanging on his wall. <laughs> Is that wrong? <laughs> I mean, my friends didn't have ninja swords, but I can confirm that yours did. <laughs> I can confirm. I remember that specifically. So many of them. I yeah. d- and you know, as to my knowledge, none of them have, they've all, they seem okay. Oh man. You shouldn't have said that. It's like at work when we use the word quiet, it's almost guaranteed that something is going off the rails. So in the next few weeks, there's going to be some news articles about one of your ninja sword friends. I hope not. I truly, truly hope not. Oh no. I'm so concerned. I'm going to have the worst anxiety for like the next two weeks at least. Cause that's what you said. No worries. It's going to be uh, fun. All right. So back to this guy, <laughs> this ninja sword collector. Right after high school, he enlisted in the Army National Guard. And upon completion of his basic training, he was assigned to an infantry brigade combat team. Although he was never deployed during his time with the team and the National Guard. Interesting. How and long did he stay in the National Guard? About... Looks like it was six years because okay. in 2002, he was honorably discharged. Okay. Moving forward from 2002, that same year, he graduated with a BS in engineering and he accepted his first job. But in May of 2003, he resigned from that job and he took another position. In 2008, he passed his engineering exam and he became a professional licensed engineer. He had a lot of different jobs. Most of them were held without any issue. I mean, basically all of them were held without any issue. In 2008, though, he was laid off from that second job he took. Economic reasons were cited by the employer, but someone close to the situation said that the subject of our story complained about the lack of a promotion and perceived racism within the organization. Mm. He did have a disagreement with a supervisor who criticized him when he did not think it was warranted. After this occurred, he was moved to another supervisor, but he was not written up and the incident did not involve violence of any kind. Still in 2008, which was a busy year for him because he also got married in February and accepted another job as a project engineer that same month. But in July, so only what, a couple months later, February to July, five months later, Right. He resigned from his new job hmm. and accepted another new job. So I don't know what any of this means. I, he just, it could mean nothing. Wanted I to mean, challenge himself. Exactly. It could mean nothing. Hard Probably to say. Like, does. like we talk about all the time, hard to say how the paths lead people to the end result. Or he just saw or heard that here was another opportunity, better pay, better hours, better whatever. And it's not like he worked for this place for 20 years. So. Right. He was just jumping the steps to get ahead. Yeah. Whatever the case may be, in January 2010, so a couple of years later, he resigned from that job as well. In February 2010, he accepted the position where he was still employed at the time of the crimes that we're going to be discussing. Uh-huh. And let me ask this before we go too far. Yes. What year are the crimes we're discussing? 2019. Oh, so what? A quiet nine years? 
wait what did you what year did you just say yeah 2010 interesting all right all right back to you quiet maybe a quiet oh maybe a quiet seven years I don't want to be too judgy interesting okay he performed well in his job he consistently got meets expectations at every evaluation things seem to be going pretty well until 2017 when several personal events impacted his life and we'll come back to those because remember right now we're still in 2010 in our timeline all right a little a little cliffhanger so he did some regular life stuff january 2012 he purchased a new home closer to his new job with his wife Later in September, 2012, he received an award for a job well done at work. And then again in 2014 and twice in 2015, he received awards for excellence and great team participation. In April, 2016, he applied for and obtained a concealed handgun permit. And then in July, 2016, he purchased a pistol and a rifle. And I have all the details for these guns, but I, it literally means nothing to me. It's just a long list of letters and numbers. <laughs> yeah. So sorry to the gun enthusiasts out there. But at least one's a pistol, one's a rifle. So that's the, those were the only words I recognized. <laughs> that's how I feel about firearm stuff. And it's like so part confusing. of my job. So yeah. Fine. In October, 2016, he submitted a suppressor transference certification. As I think we pretty much just established, I'm not an expert on anything firearms. What is that? Google it. What's that? Well, I did. Apparently suppressors are actually pretty strictly regulated and they have a serial number that's documented and linked with a person by name. And this application process can take like nine, 10, 11 months or longer. Is it like a silencer? Like what yes. is it? Oh, yes. it's like those, a silencer. Those are actually legal. They are, huh. but they're pretty strictly regulated. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. By the time of the crimes, he did have a suppressor. So I assume this is when he sort of started that long, complicated process to acquire the suppressor. In December, 2016, he had his first documented issue at work where he had some trouble regarding missing checks for contractors. Hmm. Apparently he just wasn't very good at managing paperwork and those sorts of details that went along with the job because this sort of becomes a reoccurring thing. Theme. Yes. Hmm. <laughs> Layers. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. More and more. I feel like this is more layers than any onion maybe we're on like puff pastry or (laughs) milfoy or something okay okay chef ramsey (laughs) simmer down simmer this guy is kind of getting distracted losing it to a certain degree because up until that point he had won a lot of awards right yeah it really seemed like from the outside looking in at least things had gone pretty well for him Hmm. up to this point Okay. And he's still married? Yeah, he's still married. Okay. In January 2017, a letter from a manager formally documented the issues that took place in December 2016. He responded to the supervisor's email 
when he sent the letter by stating that his work was well above average, but his salary did not reflect that. Hmm. What does that mean? If you don't pay me good, I'm going to lose your checks. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's definitely one way to look at it. Let's see. Well, well above average does not seem like a glowing recommendation. What do you think of this guy? Well, he's well above average, <laughs> not excellent, not amazing, not the best worker, just well it's, above average. It's better than slightly above average or <laughs> below average or not quite average. I mean, it's that's that's his <laughs> That's his representation of himself. That's how he feels, clearly. He must yep. think it's a it's a good way to refer to your work. I guess. Well, remember his family said he was humble. His family did say that. That's true. Yeah. I guess well, so, he so wasn't comfortable being like boom, boom, boom. Being braggadocious. Why... Right. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And some people aren't. So that's that's good. Now, June 2017, that was another kind of busy month. His wife moved out and uh -oh. Shortly after he was placed on a performance improvement plan at work for deficiencies in project management. Not good. During this time, he sent an email to his supervisor stating he was assigned a project above his expertise and pay grade. He also stated that he felt singled out for his unsatisfactory work performance. Hmm. Interesting. Oh. I wonder if anybody knew that his wife had left him or if he probably. I'm not sure. Didn't feel comfortable sharing, you know. He had a couple stuff. of friends at work. Well, good. That's possible. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, sounds like things are not panning out. Nope. Yeah, it does kind of feel like things are on a downslide. It does sound like a performance improvement plan. That usually means they have a legitimate, like, this is how you improve. This yeah. is what we need you to do, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like they were being appropriate in addressing whatever the heck was going on. You'd think. Definitely. It does sound like that. I agree. And in August of 2017, he successfully completed the performance improvement plan and his annual evaluation indicated that he did meet expectations for his job. That had been the case since every year he'd worked there mm. all of the six well, years good. before, good. but he'd only ever met expectations, not exceeded them, just met. Yeah. Okay. As far as what I read. Okay. He also spoke with an attorney that month and he directed them to continue with the divorce proceedings. He had filed for divorce from his wife, stating that he and his wife had been separated for 11 months and that she had been living in another state. Mm. He also stated he would pay her $25,000 and that they would split the rest of their property and possessions evenly. He also completed his suppressor registration this month. Still find that very baffling, but okay. In September, 2017, his divorce was finalized and he also texted someone he was close to saying that he, this is a quote, finally got to meet my suppressor today. In meet December, it? Yeah. Like it's the person, I guess. I don't know. It feels like a red flag. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm with you. That's, oh, like, maybe he was misquoted. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. All right. Let's not, let's not jump the gun. Okay. Don't misunderstand <laughs> this guy. It's fine. He didn't mean it. He didn't mean like a person, like his <laughs> destiny that he'd been waiting for. It's fine. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm so nervous. 
this is a bad episode he's lashing out <sighs> nerves it's fine him and his silencer what is it called again why is it called a suppressor a suppressor because it suppresses Weird. sound is it I just guess? not called a silencer they just call it that like in the movies I'm not sure. That's a good question. Maybe on yeah. the street, on the street, they call it a silence. <laughs> All right. Just on that put... note, I'm going to head out. <laughs> Don't they usually just put like a Coke bottle over the, that's like the poor man's silencer. Oh no. A plastic Coke bottle, not a glass. Bitch, what are you talking about? <laughs> Never, oh listen, no. Take this whole part out. <laughs> delete, delete. <laughs> How would that work as a silencer? I can't think that the sound is absorbed inside the plastic. Hey, I learned these things on Law and Order and all on the street. <laughs> this is like when she literally tries to argue with me. She's like, yeah, but this is how the criminal law works. I saw it on Law and Order. And I'm like, well, thank you. I've been working in the criminal justice system for 12 years, but thank you for letting me know about Rebuke how it works. that. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know. Okay, so he met his suppressor. Oh Look gosh, I forgot where we were. Subject. Yeah, I forgot where we were in the story. We're in December. That's where we are in the story. December 2017, he purchased another pistol and began to withdraw from his family members and friends. The frequency of his communications with his mom particularly began to decline and his now ex-wife described him at the time as paranoid and withdrawn. Hmm. that definitely sounds like a spiral there it feels like one <laughs> doesn't feel good feels very top of the roller coastery. yeah well, it just seems so typical when you hear about these cases that people talk about people becoming withdrawn people becoming paranoid people withdrawing from their family members so he's following the pattern and hindsight is twenty twenty because I'm sure, like yes. in the moment, mm-hmm. nobody yes. saw that. Right? Yeah. Nobody was like, right. "People get busy, stuff happens." Absolutely. And sometimes we're all a little depressed, a little withdrawn. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not like a huge red flag. Well, and in February 2018, apparently, he started communicating more regularly with his ex-wife. And then in April, he received another thumbs up award at work, which was one of those awards he received for a job well done earlier in his career hmm. and then in june 2018 he bought another pistol then the next month the subject of our story received a written reprimand for poor performance and he was placed on another performance improvement plan i have Isn't to that say just a couple of months after he got his thumbs up yes dang yeah, I, I interesting think, i've got to say that i think I don't know, his supervisor, his superior, his manager, they seem schizophrenic. I mean, how do you say, oh, wow, thumbs up. You did a great job. Oh, sorry, you sucked. You have to have a performance. Maybe they were trying to encourage him. Maybe. And I mean, it's hard to say just because he did well on a project doesn't mean that the ball doesn't get dropped on the next project. And it's Mm -hmm. a big deal to where they have to address it. It's hard to say for sure from the outside looking in. Yeah. And this was just, now we're basically a year from the last time he got meets expectations right. on his evaluation. And so then this year, 2018, his evaluation indicated he did not meet the expectations of his job. 
And based on this, he did not receive a merit increase in his salary that Mm. year. And he began making statements publicly indicating he believed he was being asked to perform tasks in his job that were outside of his pay grade. He submitted a written grievance to his supervisor and a written grievance to the department head to remove the reprimand he had received. He complained that he was being discriminated against and he was being assigned critical projects that were well above his pay grade. So he's basically saying, y'all are setting me up. Like, there's no way I can do this thing you're asking me to do. Hmm. Okay. wonder if he went to HR at some point. It doesn't sound like he did. He was filing a formal grievance and he was going to take it to the personnel board or something, but he didn't. Hmm. So I'm not sure. All right. So what what year are we at now? We're in 2018 still, September 2018. Okay. September, 2018. Yeah. So we were just in August and now in September, he drafted a work email expressing concerns about being sandbagged. The department had responded that the reprimand would remain in his file. By the way, that means he sent the email about being sandbagged to the department head. Mm. Okay. During the same month, he decided to end his grievance and not appeal the decision to the personnel board. That's an interesting component. At some point in time in the month of September, when discussing all of this and all of his concerns with his supervisor, his supervisor told him he was making improvements and he was given encouragement for the improvements he had made. Great. November 2018, he stopped communicating with his mom and his ex-wife entirely. Like Mm -hmm. entirely? Entirely? Mm -hmm. Like no one heard from him. I feel like I've sounded way too flabbergasted this entire episode, but (laughs) that's pretty flabbergasting. Flabbergasting. Yeah. Now, was his father still alive? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, to be honest. It would have been his stepfather. It was his stepfather, but I'm not sure. Okay. Interesting. Maybe they had gotten divorced or something. Okay. So he stops communicating with his mom and his ex-wife completely. Yes. And I think things are... (sighs) just really intensifying for me. Like I said, I just feel like things are intensifying. How far out are we from the incident? Um, Six months. Six months. So for six months, he doesn't communicate at all with his mother or ex-wife. Pretty much. Wow. Hmm. And it seems like they were the only people he was really talking with regularly. Right. His outlets. I wonder what his mom was doing during this time. Was she trying to get in touch with him or was she just like talk to the hand or, you know, whatever. I just <laughs> look at that facial expression. Cause here uh, we are on today's episode of judgy McGee. <laughs> well, no, I'm just thinking as a mom, if my kid just stopped talking to me, I mean, I think I would drive to their house and say, What's the matter with you? Why aren't you talking to me? What's going on? Maybe perhaps she thought she was doing, she was making the right decision and that he needed space or something. I mean, who knows? True. Hindsight is so 2020. I mean, Mm -hmm. I would hope that she was doing the best she could. Yep. Definitely. But that, I mean, I agree though. Like if any of y'all pull a six month bullshittery hiatus, I'm on the way to the front door. (laughs) See you there. Bye. Knock, knock. I'm here. Bye. Okay, bitch. Buy me one more. I'm on the way. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're in the new year. It's just like we are now. Oh, wow. January 2019. 
he used don't a be, smart... Don't be, don't be making comparisons. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> Chill out. You're My mistake. Me nervous. My mistake. January 2019, he used a smart TV guide to visit a news report about the Orlando Square Mall shooting. Now oh, remember, no. remember oh, no. also, hindsight bias, not only are we coming at this with that, the people who did this independent investigation that I got all of this information from also know what eventually happened, right? So they have hindsight bias as well, for yeah. sure. So there's like That's two the layers of hindsight bias here. That's the problem with any level of investigation to a certain extent, unfortunately. Yeah. Everything sure looks he... like a red flag. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, how did people not see this? Yeah. I'm sure he was yeah. actually doing lots of other things, but the things they listed are like in March, 2019, he visited a gun conversion kit websites. Uh, I'm sure he was doing lots. And also like, who knows again, who knows if that had anything to do with what mm-hmm. was to come. Mm-hmm. Ooh, what was to come? I don't like that. He seems very obsessed with his weapons. April 3rd, he drafted several work emails, one on his perception of his professional relationship and the stressors in his professional relationships, which reflected irrational and suspicious beliefs. Oh, okay. So like I said, they know where this is going. So they start picking up on what he's doing almost every day. At this point, these are the hindsight people. Yeah. Oh, these are th- okay. <laughs> the investigators. Yeah. These are not the people who were working with him, picking up on this. No. This is all later looking back saying, yes. oh yeah, checking yes. the boxes here. April 7th, he browsed a website and looked at body armor and ballistic plates. On April 8th, he looked at similar items on his cell phone. On April 10th, he received an email confirming delivery of some body armor he purchased. And on the 12th, he purchased another rifle. So we're up to probably two rifles and several handguns. We are. Wow. Sometime in early 2019, there was another issue at work with a payment for a project that couldn't be made. And it was a project he was managing. A vendor sought payment for work he'd already performed and the suspect submitted the request. But when the request was received, a discrepancy was discovered, which prevented the payment from being processed. Hmm. And this is kind of ongoing. There are sort of two things kind of evolving at the same time, almost at this point. On May 20th, he looked up maps for the center where he worked and then specifically for the building in which he worked. On May 23rd, he set an automatic response on his work email that he would be out of the office from the 24th through the 28th. And on the 24th, he then purchased three rifle magazines and a rifle case. Sounded a lot like premeditation to me. A magazine, a rifle magazine. Those are like those things that have bullets in them and you just shove into the Yeah, gun. it's the thing that has the bullets in it. Okay, not being a gun expert here. Oh, now, something you're not an expert in. Hmm. Let me take that back. (laughs) (laughs) Delete. (laughs) Nope. It's evidence now. (laughs) Okay. It's recorded. Well, it's so hard to be an expert in everything. You know, (laughs) I have to have some gaps in my, my knowledge base. Jumping back to the story that was sort of evolving at the same time on the 28th, he emailed 
work contacts in another department, asking them to expedite the payment owed to the vendor that we were discussing a few moments ago. That payment they hadn't received, it was $3,027.48. And I don't think he really got the response he wanted from this because on the 29th, the contract specialist who emailed back asked for some additional information. So the subject then reached out to a procurement officer for help, but the procurement officer called, left a voicemail stating that there was a purchase order issue and that he made an unauthorized purchase and violated a workplace ordinance. The officer stated she was also going to send him an email and she asked him to return her call as soon as possible. In the email, she outlined the specific policies, which had not been adhered to, and the procedures that were not followed in very specific detail. Hmm. The subject then showed this email and played the voicemail that she left for his supervisors. And later he emailed his supervisor indicating how he was going to respond in regard to the issue. Interesting. And all of this, both of these things that are sort of evolving were also going on at the same time that another employee received a pre-dismissal letter from a supervisor and a police officer was placed at the building as a precaution. So somebody else was let go. Was about to be let go. Yes. Okay. Based on this situation or something different? Something different. Interesting. Okay. Something completely different. But somebody was let go. So it it was possible to terminate people. Yes. And and have police officers keeping watch. Seems that way. Because on May 30th, 2019, that other employee then received their termination letter and they were escorted from the building. Wow. Interesting. Okay. That same day, the subject also spoke to a coworker about how anxious he was feeling about this guy not getting paid his 3000 some dollars and the implications for his job and what that might mean for whether or not he would get fired. And the coworker told him to just set up an appointment with the procurement office and ask them and talk to them and explain. But he told his coworker he was way too upset to set a meeting like that. And that he only had 30 days to resolve the issue or he would lose his job and that he had decided he was just going to pay the contractor with his own personal money. Good grief. So he's really feeling a lot of anxiety. I mean, I guess that's a solution, but not one that is easy for him to handle, I'm sure. And his supervisor later confirmed that this isn't something he would have lost his job over, even Hmm. with his past, you know, performance improvement plans and everything else. Interesting. He certainly doesn't seem to understand that. Yeah, he's definitely, but like I think we said earlier, he thinks he's being set up. So his paranoia is ramping up. Yeah, that's true too. I've kind of forgotten that backdrop, like, cause he's almost responding appropriately in certain circumstances. So it's hard to keep in mind that he's got all this other stuff brewing. Right. Yeah. Later in the evening, he made several phone calls, including a 54-second call from his cell phone to his desk phone at work, a 40-minute call to his ex-wife. They talked the whole time, and she described him as being generally apologetic about ending their marriage and hurting her during the course of the call. Mm. And finally, a call to his mom, during which he talked about struggling with insomnia and told her he was only getting a couple of hours of sleep a night 
And he told her he had started taking a prescriptive sleep aid and also that he was having trouble with his supervisors. But his mom said that he was otherwise pretty upbeat and very future oriented. And that he also asked about some family members while they were talking. So he actually ended the marriage with his wife. Yes. I don't know why, but I suspect I had thought she had, but no. Okay. And she moved out. So it, it feels to me like she sort of took the first step, but he was the one that filed for divorce. Hmm. It's okay. interesting. Cause like, to a certain extent with hindsight bias, you almost think, are these goodbyes? But it's interesting that his mom has positive things to say about how he seemed. And even his wife seemed to think that he, neither of them took it as a red flag. It doesn't sound like. No, because I mean, I didn't say this, but the even the conversation with his wife was not like a, it was also very future oriented. They both mm. talked about how much they had meant to each other and how they wanted to stay friends and hope to see each other moving forward. So neither of them, you know, he'd been through a lot, not saying that excuses one gosh darn thing, but I think they just sort of took it as him trying to kind of come out of the funk. Yeah. Mm. Well, and especially if you hadn't been talking to them in months, I'm sure they would take this as a positive. Mm-hmm. Dang. So we're going to end it. On a high note, but I have a feeling again, we're at the top of the roller coaster. Yeah, it was a long climb to the top of the roller coaster. Mm. So, yeah. You know that ride, that that roller coaster where it goes up, 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 and then it goes over and you're hanging, looking (laughs) into. That's what we're doing. We're looking into the chaos. We're, We're stuck on that top, just looking down. Yeah, we are. We're going to, cause I'm going to say, I'm going to say a few parting words and then it's ta-ta for now. Okay. So to wrap things up a later investigation by, so just generally kind of building off of everything we've learned about this guy, all of the different layers we've sort of peeled back in a tiny minute way, a later investigation by an independent firm found no prior criminal record in seven different cities where he was known to have lived or spent time. There were no records of any federal crimes in the national federal criminal records, no national sex offender registry, and no known international infractions. He did have, like, this is literally all they found looking back through this guy's entire life four speeding tickets, one ticket for driving in the HOV lane without a passenger. Oh man, that is a red flag <laughs> right there. Is it more that or less says of a, it all. <laughs> is it more or less of a red flag than the people that drive in there with like a blow up doll? <laughs> Those people should be sent immediately life imprisonment. <laughs> Guantanamo Bay. Do exactly. not have to go exactly. one way Guantanamo. ticket. <laughs> and a ticket for an illegal tent on his window. And that oh, was I it. know a criminal like that. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should make a video podcast. Because <laughs> that was a gem. I was pantomiming. <laughs> Keep up the bullshittery. Keep it up. If you weren't keeping count, he legally purchased six weapons and a suppressor. 
And he had developed a habit of reading about violent mass shootings and watching news reports about them. He, there were things in his computer, like looking up the Las Vegas shooting and uh, the Texas school shooting. Oh man. Oh, don't forget. Don't forget. Are we doing least favorite? Are we doing least favorite parts? Is that where we're at? Don't forget. He also bought body armor. These are, yeah, my least favorite sprinkles. I didn't know where to put them. So here they are. Save the worst for last. Mm -hmm. He also regularly went to the range alone to practice shooting starting in 2016 when he purchased his first gun. And although he mostly went alone, he also went with family members from time to time. And sometimes he went with a coworker who stated he was very comfortable and proficient with his firearms. He was a well-educated guy and he had a really stable work history, which we kind of already outlined. And he didn't have any financial issues, nothing. All of his bills were paid, current. He had a pretty good chunk of money in his bank account. And they never found anything on his social media accounts or any writings like a notebook, a file on his computer, anything indicating he had intentions of violence. Hmm. <sighs> so many different sprinkle, sprinkle. Yeah. So many different red flags and then not red flags and uh, hindsight bias. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that's, we're going to stop. We're going to stop there and we'll hear about the events starting on May 31st next week. I'm feeling a little under the weather already. I don't know if I'm up for the events, but what a way to start the new year. (laughs) Yeah. You're ruining it. It's going to be fine. I mean, it's not, but well, we should end on a more something different than that. Oh, so I had kind of a fun idea. I don't know what you think. I thought maybe we could start giving some little shouty outies to our amazing listeners when we have time or when we need to pick me up. Are we going to name them Joe Jones in Cincinnati or what? (laughs) Joe Jones in Cincinnati. Come on down. Yeah, I I think we'll name them. I mean, we might not have their names. We might have their usernames. Let's do it. Okay. Shouty outy to Dolin Stokes on the Facebook. I wish we had like a cheer, cheer. It can be like (laughs) your first episode. Cheer, cheer. Clap, 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 clap. Ah, Should we shoot off fireworks? Snaps for Dolin. Yeah, I think we should shoot off fireworks. Oh, what was that? Uh, a drum roll. That was great. That sounded like a robot from outer space. That was just me. <laughs> I have a confession to make as your mother. I am a robot from outer space. Oh, it's interesting that I'm just learning of this. Yeah, that's true. I feel like it would be something I picked up on by now. Well, we try to keep those things on the down low. True. Makes sense. I get that. It's like when you're watching those late night videos about lizard people. Oh, I love the lizard people. Oh, me too. That was originally a show, golly, I think maybe before you were born where- Oh, really? 
oh yeah, these really nice I thought there was, was a new phenomena. No, these people came to town. They were really nice. You know, they moved in next door and then suddenly somebody thought that they were lizards and mm. their plan was to eat everybody mm. on earth. Mm. <laughs> so, All right, lizard lady, back okay. to Dolin. Yes. Dolin said, love this podcast. I've been listening over the last couple of days and who as a therapist it is interesting. <laughs> she probably wants to commit us. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you gather from that. <laughs> I mean, she's listening, so Maybe. she's not to be committed to. <laughs> but I like you, Dolin. Thanks, girl. You're the best girl. And we <laughs> love you, girl. All right. Stay tuned for the next review review. And okay. if you want to leave a review, leave a review and we'll review you. Email us murderer, you know, at gmail.com. Reach out to us on social media. We're murderer, you know, podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and we'll shout out at you. And I'll make my alien robot sound. <laughs> so we all have that to look forward to. I'll just say, happy to be spending the New Year's with you guys. Same. I'll hang on. I'll hang on for the punishment like I always do. Okay. Okay. The punishment is swift. Shasha. That All sounds right. foreboding. Foreboding. Okay. Foreboding. Well, ta-ta <laughs> for now. Ta-ta for now. See you. Yes. Hope to see you next week. That's my New Year's resolution. I can't wait to hear my, the end of this one. My New Year's resolution is to, I don't know yet. Think about I don't it. have anything to add. Take that part out too. See you next time on another wonderful episode of Do 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 Do. <laughs> Boom. Bye, girls. Bye. 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 Bye.